to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 223, Nightmare in Silver. My name is John, and joining me every time we go to a different planet and play a game of chess is a good friend, <laughs> Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How are you, John? Uh, oh, boy. it's uh, It's been a rough day and and two days it's been a rough two days uh this, this episode is coming out a day two days later than usual uh because i had to reschedule our usual recording and this morning um henson wasn't feeling too well and it was was not a great morning oh no so he's fine now i think okay. i don't know i don't know what what's he's fine but I don't know what was wrong with him this morning. And it was just, it was my day to sleep in. And let's say I didn't get to because I was cleaning the floor. Oh, gotcha. Yep. So, okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough, but I'm in, I'm in good spirits. Lauren and I actually sat down and watched this episode together. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I completely forgot HBO Max has this. So that was nice to watch it in like sweet, sweet HD. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, things, things besides the pups yeah having accidents is fine everything else is fine taylor how are you pretty good doing pretty good um yeah nothing really all that new or dramatic on uh on my end of things you know just getting the kids through the rest of the school year and you know waiting to hear if anybody applies for the job that you know uh opened up at my work to kind of work with me you know, they're not going to fill it in San Jose, unfortunately. They're going to fill it in Arizona. Oh, so uh, we're a remote? Or do you uh, have there? Well, it, it it's the company's headquartered in Arizona. Gotcha. Um, and they, I mean, obviously they 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 would rather hire someone where it's cheaper to live. Um, uh, and it's definitely cheaper to live in Arizona than it is in San Jose. So yeah, there you go, that. there you go. But but honestly, things are things are doing pretty all right here. Um, you know, I got my second dose of the vaccine. Yes. Kobe's gotten his first dose. Amber's long since done with hers. So we're very close to, yeah, yeah, (laughs) very close to all of us being done uh, with our doses. So yeah, excited for that. And weather's warming up. So it's all good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I guess before we get into the, the episode here and the who news and all the story notes, let's talk about what's making us happy this fortnight. And I, I will go first. Uh, Thursday is when I get my second dose. Ah, uh, excellent. So I am, I'm very happy about that. That's going to be, um, I'm interested because Lauren got, just got her second dose and she didn't really have a great day after so I'm interested to see, but she got uh, Moderna. Yeah, I have Pfizer, so I don't okay. know. We're, we'll see. We'll, see well I I I got the Pfizer, and I basically felt kind of all weekend because I got it on a Friday that I was just kind of like fighting off the tail end of a cold. But by the time I went to bed Sunday night, I felt fine. Oh well, I will say, uh, you you I could not tell from our. Our weird and wild recording of all night with oh boy, which was uh, another thing that made me happy this week, despite it being just like such a weird. It's a it's a cursed episode. Where do you where do you guys hear it? Yeah, and I mean, if this episode sounds any different than it usually does, that's because we're recording on ZenCaster instead of Whereby, because whereby uh apparently is charging monthly which will actually probably also be a thing on zencaster so soon ish because it's still free mm-hmm. or as long as you want to record uh when we're still in uh, pandemic times so i c- i would assume they would follow suit soon enough so we're gonna have to figure that out but that's for another yeah. day you have to get microsoft teams or zoom or something zoom i think you have to you have to pay for it too um i'm not paying for it oh okay and you can do meetings more than 45 minutes i think hmm. all right i think i'd have to look at it all right well i mean i actually you know. haven't been on a meeting more than that time <laughs> uh 
but you know that that made me happy. That was fun to sit down and talk about uh, spooky, spooky ghosts and yes. other unworldly things. <laughs> it was a weird episode. I'll just tell you that much, and rightfully to say so. The very I guess. least, yeah. to say the very least, yeah, yeah. And that that dovetails nicely into what's making me happy is I actually got that episode edited today. Yes. Um, I'm, I, I want to probably tomorrow give it just a listen to make sure it all sounds okay. Because, you know, I listen to the points where I have to edit. I don't necessarily listen to every single moment of it, but I have a feeling with this episode, I probably should just listen to it from (laughs) start to finish before posting it. And I'll be posting it, um, on Saturday, May 1st. So if you are a fan of both podcasts or if you're like, wait, they're talking about this thing so much, I'm just going to check it out. Yeah. Uh, that's when it will be up. I always try to get it out on the first of the month. So there you go. And I guess the other thing that will be making me happy is since we are not recording next week, uh, next week is my birthday. Oh, that is right. Yes. My heavens. Oh, my gosh. I will be 38. Wow. Which is a happy tale early birthday. We've known each other for 18 of those years. God, has it been Which that is not long? not true. It's, it's less than that. but it's, Okay, you're right. It is less than that. It's like 15 of those years almost. It's at least 15, yeah. Almost. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it was 2006. Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Dude. Dude. Very interesting. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, happy early birthday to you. Thank you. I just realized, I was like, oh, are we recording the week of my birthday? No, we're not. Uh, we'll be no. After that. Yeah. No idea what I'm going to do, but uh, what we did last year. So I, I've had two pandemic birthdays, which is mm-hmm. a par for the course with most people, unless your birthday was super early in the year. Uh, we went to this place called Grill Em All, which is a it, it's basically a restaurant that I birthed out of my my mind. OK, and it is a burger joint that is centered around metal and wrestling. Oh, yes. I remember you mentioning that to me before. Yeah. Uh, love that. We might go there again. I have not decided, but I think it's been a while since we supported them. And once again, people, I know we'll say this at the end of the episode, support your your local restaurants, your, your not the chains, support, you know, the singles and maybe two restaurants. Exactly. Do it. Do it. All right. Let's uh, let's get into this who news, shall we? Yeah. So um, we start with a little bit of sad news and this dropped shortly after our last episode. But Helen McCrory, uh, who played Rosanna Calvieri in the Vampires of Venice, uh, has passed from cancer at the age of 52. Yes. Very, uh, very sad, very surprising and shocking news. Right. Um, Yeah. She was in a lot of stuff. Peaky Blinders, Harry Mm -hmm. Potter. Um, I think she was in, uh, she was in some other stuff that I can't remember. Was she in Penny? She was in Penny Dreadful. Yes. Yes. Ah, very, very sad. Uh, very, very talented individual will be missed. Totally. Absolutely. Um, and, um, in, in brighter, exciting news, um, uh, the Fugitive of the Jadoon is now a Hugo Award finalist. Oh, very cool. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Indeed. I am excited by this is probably one of the best episodes of uh the 13th doctor's run yeah honestly and so that vinay patel and 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 that story in particular has has gotten a nod for uh hugo award um i hope it wins by all means yeah uh, but i think it's awesome awesome and of course if you want to read more about any of the stuff we talk about uh all the links and there are a lot this this week are in the show notes. There you go. Uh, next up, much more recent news. Uh, Matt Smith, of whom we'll be talking about tonight, um, has been confirmed as part of the Game of Thrones prequel series called House of the Dragon. Yeah, he's going to be playing a, a Targaryen, it looks like. And uh, just when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I, I enjoyed Game of Thrones. Um, it was probably one of the last shows that I made sure I watched well that's not true that wanda and or wandavision was for sure a show i watched weekly made sure to watch it mm-hmm. yeah that was one of the the last shows that i think i watched like i made it a point i'm watching this at 5 p.m on sunday right um speaking i just i want to backtrack a little bit yeah. i finished all of falcon and the winter soldier this weekend okay uh it was very good 
I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. Yeah. And it's weird because I did not watch it live at all. I don't know what it was, but a lot of friends were talking about how great it was. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it. I had time this weekend. So I I binged it while I was hanging out with the pups. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Anyway. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, soon to be new companion, John Bishop has a little tiny bit of information about the new season slip while on a Zoom interview. Oh, um, I did and not see this and it's not even so much the fact that it's set in liverpool that's really not a big deal um but one of the things uh worth noting is that we we do meet dan's parents uh actor paul broughton and uh sue murphy who'd be playing as uh father and mother um and um it looks like uh the episode in which we meet Dan's parents, and they are referring to it as episode one, so they're going to hit the ground running with this, is we get the Sontarans in the in the first uh, episode here, because I, I guess Dan's mom figures out how to use a walk and hit the little thermal vent on the back there. Oh. Or not thermal vent, probic vent. <laughs> thermal funny. vent goes on the Death Star. Yes. <laughs> Getting my fandoms mixed up over here. Good heaven. In episode one. Now, I wonder if he is misspeaking and saying that, you know, his episode one. We'll tough, tough to say. Don't know. Um, um, but we also know that um, his father's name in the show is Neville. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Doesn't really spoil much other than maybe the Santarin appearance. But there you go. There you go. Yep. Now, episode two (laughs) makes it sound like I'm just giving away the whole series. Now, this I feel like news about this has been uh, spotty at best. Um, So I'm going to say keep a grain of salt handy with this. But it does appear that there is a... um, a Doctor Who graphic novel with Captain Jack uh, scheduled to be released November 16th, but it, the graphic novel is supposed to be a tie-in with the second episode of the new season. Oh. Yeah. That is very interesting. Right. Um, now, I believe that maybe the information on this graphic novel has been, like, it appeared on the, the uh, Penguin Random House website and then was later taken down um, I feel like I saw that somewhere, but I can't confirm. So just keep that in mind. Um, but it looks like it is uh, taking place in 19th century Cardiff. Ooh. And I feel like there has been some filming uh, that seems to have our characters in period outfits okay. uh, of a similar era. So not only even even if this is a little iffy, we might be able to infer from the date uh, a rough idea because they can move the release right. of a graphic novel to w- whenever they want. Yes. Um, but if they've got it penciled in for November 16th right now, we can hopefully say that by the first or second week of November, we may finally get the new season of Doctor Who. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, so if you want to read more about that, obviously jump over to the show notes, check that out. Uh, it's a pretty nicely detailed episode and this might be, or article, sorry, I was just looking at the word episode. Uh, <laughs> this might tie in with the, the crime, Crimean war scenes that we've seen, mm. uh, film. Okay. And if that's not enough, uh, cult box as well has an update for all the doctor who filming that has happened in April. There you go. Um, and you know, it's, I gotta admit for as, as secretive as they really try to be with stuff, um, you know, people are getting like really good photos of, you know, what appear to be, uh, aliens, possible villains, tough to say, but, um, yeah, it's, we've got, we've got photos. Oh yes. Um, you know, they've been doing a lot of filming around Cardiff, obviously, um and yeah it's uh they've even been over to a place called neath abbey uh they're uh, ruins of an old abbey in wales uh and there are these crystal looking things that uh you know are props not that we can really tell what they're doing with them um uh-huh. but looking at the picture i mean honestly that it 
as a prop, it almost looks like something out of the seventh doctor era. So I couldn't <laughs> possibly guess as to what it is. Um, but Hey, if we have a good old fashioned seventh doctor era trans mat, you know, maybe that's what it is. I can't tell. Hey, um, yeah. So yeah, safe to say, safe to say season 13 is well underway with filming. And if you want to take a peek at what they're doing, definitely check those out. And if you want to stay as ignorant as possible, and that's not a bad thing, Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. With no no hate. Um, me, I can't I can't help but gobble this stuff up. He cannot, folks. <laughs> I cannot. That's the same way with Lost. Ask yep. John. All the way back uh, to Lost. Yep. It's yep. harder now, I feel, with Twitter because I follow the production account and they're always yes. doing stuff. But I don't know. I, I think I might also be kind of in the same boat as you where I'm like, oh, I'm down to just see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's so long between seasons yeah that you kind of get you kind of get a little hungry like just give me a taste of doctor who let me know right and so when the stuff starts dropping it's like oh my gosh wait i want to see more i want to see more i want to see more yeah um but uh almost lastly this time um we're excited to share with you the fact that big finish is now a guinness world record holder oh and they are a world record holder for as the page loads here. Um, yes, Big Finish Productions is proud to announce that its long-running series, Doctor Who The Monthly Adventures, has received a Guinness World Records title for the longest-running science fiction audio play series. There you go. We did it, y'all. Yep. That's great. That Very is fantastic. Cool. And we are stoked for you guys over at Big Finish. And, uh, yeah, you'll still be getting plenty of money from us. Oh, yeah. Say. Speaking of that, when does um, when does Nine stuff come out? Uh, the, the first volume of ninth doctor comes out in May. Yeah. Uh, no, no date more specific than in May. Okay. Copy that. I'll have to, I need, still need to pre-order. Ah, fair. So we can, uh, review that post haste. Yes. 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 And lastly, uh, just by the benefit of, uh, John asking to bump the recording a day. I we get the ability to wish a happy, happy birthday to both Jenna Coleman and Russell T. Davies, both of whom have a birthday today as we're recording. Yes. Uh funny how that works out. That was not not planned by me. <laughs> nope. Nope. I did know the Jenna Coleman's was uh today. I didn't realize Russell T. Davies was until this morning when I found that out. But yes, had we recorded last night, it would have been like, hey, if you're listening to this on the day they were dropping it, yeah, it's Jenna Coleman's birthday. But now it's the one we're recording on. Yes. Birthdays abound. Happy birthday to both of there them. There are a lot of birthdays. I think April in particular, there's a ton of Doctor Who birthdays. Oh, I bet. So many. All right. Mm-hmm. So this week we watched Nightmare in Silver. Starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, the birthday girl Jenna Coleman as Clara, Warwick Davis as Porridge, and Nicholas Briggs as the voice of the Cybermen. It was written by Neil Gaiman and directed by Stephen Wolfenden. First aired May 11th. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Very close as well. Very close indeed. May 11th, 2013. Holy moly. It is the 12th story of season seven and we have a holy moly a slew of story <laughs> notes brought to us by the fine folks over at tardis wikia taylor take it away i will and john though i have to ask is is there a threshold to declare a slew of story notes is there a number i just say it every time because it's oh, okay Okay, um, but just, I think what is this two, four, six, eight? Who do we appreciate? A slew of story notes. Well, I, I like that. I like that very much. I think uh, I think eight. Let's. You know what? We'll just say eight is the the minimum. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so I'll count before. I'll count the bullet points before. All right. Well, we are a sucker for a good working title, and we, the working title for this episode was "The Last Cyberman." I like Nightmare and Silver. I do too. A lot better. The last Cyberman is, um, well, I mean, we, you know, we got the lone Cyberman. Right. Yes. I was thinking about that myself. Um, Though not stated in the episode, writer Neil Gaiman revealed that he set this story as taking place a quarter of a million years into the future. Oh, whoa. All right. So in case you were wondering, humanity doesn't really evolve in the next quarter million years. No, we're good. We're set. Nope. <laughs> we are set. 
The uh, the ending of the story in which a lone cybermite is seen drifting into space, having escaped the destruction of the planet, is reminiscent of the end of the tomb of the Cybermen, in which a single Cybermat escapes yes. from the tombs just before they're sealed. Tomb of the Cybermen, holy moly. Yeah, there are some, some deep old school cuts in this story. Uh, subsequently, the Cybermen exiting their tombs uh, mirrors the cliffhanger of Earthshock Part 3, when three rows of Cybermen march toward the camera. It's also very similar to the scene where the Cybermen come out of their tombs, obviously in Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, a lot of uh, homages. Indeed, indeed. Um, now, when the Doctor lets Mister Clever access his memories of regeneration, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth Doctors are seen. Each image is taken from photograph stills used as promotional material during the uh, respective actors' tenures. Awesome. Very cool. Because that's just the easiest thing to grab from. That's apparently. That is not the first time they've done that. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. No. Nah. No. Uh, and according to uh, behind the scenes, the Cybermen were redesigned for this episode and got a variety of new abilities and features, uh, which we will certainly talk about. These new Cybermen share several similarities with the Borg of the Star Trek franchise, which oddly enough were in turn originally based somewhat upon the Cybermen. Um, the Cybermen's ability to adapt to attacks is reminiscent of the Borg uh, in uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation. Additionally, the Borg used nanoprobes to convert individuals uh, similar to the Cybermites and uh, uh, Webley's cyber appearance. I would even say Mr. Clever's cyber appearance as well uh, is reminiscent of the Borg's whole like half machine, half human face. Oh, yeah. Both of them for sure. Totally. Um uh speaking of Webley, the converted Webley uh, tells the doctor that the Cybermen had turned children into cyber planners in the past uh, because of the, you know, like limitless bounds of a child's imagination. Right. Now, this mirrors the reasoning uh, behind the renegades, sorry, renegade Daleks's use of a young girl as their battle computer in Remembrance of the Daleks, which I think we reviewed. I think it oh, popped up in my Facebook boy. memory not too long ago. It had to be like six years ago, I think. I, I am not sure, but I'm going to... It was a very long time ago. Yeah, I'm popping up, the, uh, popping up our, our episode. Are you bringing oh, it up? Dude, Remembrance if, of the Daleks yes. was... Holy moly. This was our... What episode? was This was our 20th episode. <laughs> wow. So 203 episodes ago, we reviewed Remembrance of the Daleks. Holy crap. I did not realize it was quite that long ago. Yes, we did. Um, it was Gallifrey 1, then Dalek, then Remembrance of the Daleks, then Mark of the Rani. Holy moly. I could go on Holy and on, mo- but I will not. You know, I, I, we just need to see when our very first episode was because I have a feeling we probably have missed a birthday. Uh, for the podcast along along the way here somewhere oh yeah how have we not how has that not been a thing that's i have no idea i can can do that real easily to see when our first episode was very very quickly bear with us folks (laughs) well while he looks that up i'll share with the last story now this is the 11th time the actor playing the doctor has portrayed a different character in the same story although in this case only the doctor and the other character physically inhabit the same body oh we we will for sure get to that and taylor podcastica's birthday is august 28th okay uh august 28th 2014 jeez so capaldi's first episode yep that's right so august 28th this year it will be our seventh birthday crazy and And that'll be easy for me to remember because august 28th is the uh anniversary of the date that amber and i first met oh yeah there you go very very easy to remember yes so you your first episode was robots robot of sherwood yeah okay so we didn't you didn't do into the dalek and the and uh nope that was you and ernesto there we go all right i'm taking a trip down memory lane but we don't have time for that (laughs) because we have to take a trip to Taylor's world-famous synopsis. So, sir, take it away. All right. Well, the Doctor and Clara take her wards, Artie and Angie, to the moon. Well, to a moon set in an abandoned-ish theme park planet a quarter million years in the future. Yeah, totally safe for kids, I'm sure. But, of course, a game of chess leads to the return of the Cybermen. And and while Clara has to lead a, a ragtag bunch of, well, soldiers in detention... 
the doctor faces off against potentially his greatest foe himself, but cleverer. Okay, Taylor. <laughs> what? Yes, sir. Uh, what are we're, what are our overall feelings of Nightmare and Silver? I, you know, I gotta admit, I miss this era of modern who me too i know i like to escape into classic who like really frequently but there is there's part of me that when we come back and we we do modern who episodes and i know it's been a long time since we've done one it's just like wow oh yeah i forgot i forgot how how fun some of these episodes are i forgot how excited yeah get by these episodes do you know what's absolutely wild about this and i i really enjoyed this episode i i forget sometimes how good matt smith is yeah he he thoroughly shines in this episode as both mr clever and the doctor uh warwick davis is a great guest star yes uh, a great twist on his character as well Mm -hmm. i still feel like and i don't know what it is why are kids given the worst lines in (laughs) doctor who um you're stupid this is stupid. This is dumb. I was like, oh my God, this it's a 45 minute long episode. And you said this is dumb or stupid 8 million times. Yeah. And, and I can guarantee you if it was, you know, my kids off on this adventure, they wouldn't be saying that they would be losing their minds. They'd be excited. They'd be marveling at stuff. You know, yeah. they wouldn't be like blase. They're they're. I hate to say it because I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're both lovely people and, and, perfectly fine actors um but but they're almost pictures yes like oh they're they're kids they're gonna want to look at their phones everything's blase to them it's no kids have genuine wonder kids have excitement Uh, yeah and and it felt like Artie did it felt like angie did not Mm -hmm. um she was the one in question saying that everything was stupid yep uh it was just it it got very tiresome uh but besides that i really did enjoy this episode i thought it was a nice cyberman story um clara's great here as you know per usual in my opinion um and i thought all the all the other characters were pretty great as well our what are they they're a disciplinary unit yes (laughs) like they've never really fought anything yep. i thought that they, was a nice little touch too right they are the the bad news bears of um future soldiers yeah and i feel like the only the only person to be fully converted and i assume left behind is i feel like not a lot of people died in this episode am i incorrect in believing that um well we certainly we certainly get quite a few Cybermen. We do get a yeah, we do get Cybermen. Um, I feel like the only person. I feel like Webley was the only one that kind of was converted, and that was the only person we didn't really save. Yes, but I don't really recall anyone else. I know those two people got um, the cyber uh, the Cybermites went like got on them and and turned them into kind of vegetables like the kids. But I don't yeah. believe they died. I could be wrong. No, but the um, the the lady who was leading. Oh, the soldier, that's right. she's the one who had the voice print on the like yes. implosion bomb. Yes, she got sniped by a Cyberman. I forgot about that. Yes, that is very true. Well, never mind. Um, you know what? I, this brings me to my next point. A, a lot of things happened in forty-five minutes, and Taylor. Oh boy, this felt like um, if I could use a baseball analogy, I had the donut on the bat, which is a weight. Yes. I took the donut off, yes. off the bat and swung the bat for the first time and went, oh boy, this is fast. Um, <laughs> we have not watched a modern Who in a while. And yeah. the way I went, whoa, 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 what is happening really showed me that we've been in in classic who mode for quite a long time because i was lost it was it, nuts dude yeah yeah it, it it's it's a very fast-paced story yeah um, i would say even even by modern who standards it's a very fast-paced story yeah within um, like the first three minutes it's like here we are on the planet Oh, this is dumb. Hey, are you guys my ride? Stop there. We're fine. Okay, bye. Okay, come yeah. in here. It's like, yes. whoa, whoa, my God. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> you are not wrong. Um, it's, 
and I'm, uh, it's funny because I'm trying to like decide in my mind if it, if the pacing really took anything away from the story. Um, like I'm trying to think if there are any parts that really felt like they could have taken a moment to breathe. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't know that there is because I feel like what, what they were going for with this story was, you know, a very, you know, uh, tense race against time kind of thing and so the fact that we've got these you know dominoes falling just just boom 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 and they're they're rushing from like emergency to emergency um and then we've also got matt smith you know doctor versus mr clever which itself is this manic you know frenetic um back and forth all contained within one person yeah you know, um, it it just kind of amps up that energy in the viewer and the viewer is just kind of along for the ride. Um, and there are, you know, some good scares and, and there are bits of horror and there's there's stuff that frankly is, I mean, really just a little grotesque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cyber mites crawling out of, uh, you know, that 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 one cyber head. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I will say, like, I feel like they crammed a lot in before the opening credits, which yes. is fine because I feel like everything after that, seeing as we kind of got the lay of the land in the crammed up two to three minutes, um, I felt like everything after that had room to breathe. But holy moly, everything before that, I went, wait, what is going on? I didn't feel very rushed after the credits uh, ended. Mm hmm. That just might be me, but I, holy moly, dude. Well, and I got to say, I mean, I like I I forgot how much I like the theme. Oh, what a banger from from this. Yeah, from this particular era. Yeah. And the 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 um just the opening title sequence. Yes. Like we've gone from the oh, we just have a colored spiral and here are here's the names flying towards you to we've got a bunch of stuff in the background yeah, and a it's a lot of stuff going there's on. so much going on and, and I was like, Oh, I'd forgotten about this and I really like it. Yeah. Good, um good stuff. Yeah, it, it it is. Um John, what do you think about our slightly more Borg like Cybermen? Um so are we, we're talking like not the ones that he had as a he's like, I have three on display. Well, right. I, I think one of them might have been the newer ones, the, the sleeker ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about like their abilities. Oh, their abilities. You know, oh, here we, we've got this one. That is just... Flash. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, that that I saw that and I went, OK, like. I think that's the only thing that I mean, I get it. Like if we are set so far in the future and they are mm -hmm. using upgrade, um, it makes sense. But it is kind of like a little jarring to yes. have the Cybermen basically move as f you're telling me it moves at like this one Cyberman moves as fast as the flash and it's like well if they can all move like that why aren't they just murdering and converting everyone it's right like with with in the blink of an eye it's very uh very interesting like that i kind of had a problem with and not even like a big problem mm -hmm. the the cyber cyber mites coming out of eyes and doing that i don't care about i think that's fine too um but yeah i think the the moving at the speed of light is very strange that's like superman-esque movement yeah it, it 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 takes it almost to an extreme and you know I, th I think if somewhere prior to that point in the story you know saying that the the cybermen have been wiped out for a thousand years i mean that that that's really nothing that says okay yeah you're you're at least a thousand years in the future from here yes you know um, if it had somehow been established that we are literally a quarter million years into the future. Yeah. I, th I think that would have done it just a little bit more justice setting up the fact that these Cybermen can be so advanced. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of took me out of things for a moment. I'm like, wait a second. I've never seen a Cyberman do that. You can't do, you, they don't do that. They're yeah. much slower, but then you, you go, Oh, wait a second. You know, they've battled for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. 
Apparently yeah. humans haven't evolved, but clearly Cybermen have. I also wonder if it might have been a choice by Neil Gaiman, uh, the writer, and possibly the director, if they're like, we don't want to have a high death toll in this. Because like, if this was old Cybermen and they're like, we need that child, that, he would have murdered everyone in that room. Yeah. I wonder if that was a a choice. They're like, well, what are we gonna do? We we can't have him slowly move and be like, take Plow the through this slowly dozen walk people. away. Like it that's a good out. point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm literally thinking about that like right now. I wonder if that was a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to know if this is the if this is a Cyberman story that has the least amount of death, because it has to be like 100%. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so hung up on that, but I, yeah. I, yeah. But I think, I think it might've been a choice. They're like, well, we got to get this kid out of the scenario. Mm -hmm. what do, we do like, I don't want to be murdering all these people. Yeah. We have war. No, that, that's hey, come on. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think that's a very good point. However, you got to admit, later on when we get these kind of like wet cyberman head explosions that's a little squicky oh yes like it's oh i i haven't <laughs> seen cyberman heads blow up like this before i'm like ew no we no definitely and then we had i'm used to more fun, sparks <laughs> yes and then we had that fun little laser that disintegrated them up until a point yes yes i liked that i liked that weapon that was a lot of fun yeah uh, I also do love that it had a certain amount of charges, but they didn't end up getting to use them all. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice little twist because it's like, well, clearly, since they've mentioned that they're going to run out of charges, they're going to run out of charges. But no, the Cybermen right. upgraded beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, I, well, what else do I want to mention before we head into uh, Psychic Paperland? Um, I do want to mention this is my favorite Matt Smith uh you know, 11th Doctor costume. Oh, right. yeah. I, I love this one. Like the burgundy. Well, not burgundy. More purple. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Love it. I think it's my favorite one. I don't know why. I just really dig it. <laughs> and um, that's really all I wanted to say about that. I just yeah, wanted to get fine. that in there. But yeah, Taylor, you, you wanted to talk about the, the, the psychic paper here. Yeah, I did. One of the first things that that happens when, when they land on this planet, you know, is, is our our ragtag bunch of soldiers comes barging in and you know there's there's obviously a situation that needs diffusing and it was so quick that the doctor pulls up the psychic paper and goes well what about this and that obviously solves it and i'm like hmm okay we've talked about the sonic screwdriver being um overused at times in terms of problem solving. And I know that the psychic paper only gets used once in the story, but I'm thinking in general as a tool itself, is the psychic paper almost a little bit too much of like a, you know, get out of the situation free card. I mean, yeah, I feel like it always, it always has been I feel like, I don't know. It, it is something that for sure, because like, if this was, you know, who are you? Uh, come with us. I mean, I guess that's how it used to be, honestly. And then we brought the psychic paper in with the uh, with the new series, right? Yeah, not, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The psychic paper did not exist in Classic Who. Maybe that's um, why. That's why it, it took them like four to eight episodes to tell a story because they didn't have the psychic paper. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Guys, we've only got forty five minutes to tell a story. We need to get through things a little faster. Well, how about this? I mean, that's maybe, very possible. Who knows? <laughs> Could be. I just I mean, I think I think back to like 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 third doctor stories where he, he he's obviously got this kind of like voice of authority. Yeah. You know, where, um, you know, uh, I don't know, oh, unit or somebody is in the room. Yeah. So somebody is. Yeah. Somebody is asking for his credentials. And the doctor literally says, I don't have time for credentials. And they roll with it. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. True. True. Although I would, I would definitely say in this particular story, um, uh, you know, if if Clara had a uh, a character sheet, it would definitely have voice of authority on it. Oh yes, absolutely. She is she is commanding these troops and taking charge, and we're we're kind of seeing this um, uh, almost Clara as the Doctor uh, 
yep. thing that we, we ultimately get a lot more of down in the Capaldi era. Oh, yeah. Closer. Um, closer. But yeah. But we definitely get a bit of that here where she's just like, OK, boom, I'm in charge. You want to follow orders? Follow mine. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. Her ultimate downfall in the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, womp, womp. that too. <laughs> womp, womp, indeed. That's how we describe the death of Clara Oswald. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. No, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, OK, let's let's, um, let's talk about Mr. Clever here. Oh, yes. Let's talk about Matt Smith playing playing dual roles. Um, I feel like the first time I saw this, I went, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like it. But watching it this time time around, I really, really enjoyed it. I was watching how they shot it, where they, mm-hmm. they made very visible choices to film which side of the face was talking. Yes. Make that front and center there. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed... I don't I don't know what to call it. What I, I think uh, the doctor tried to figure out where they were being contained. They were I originally thought they were in his head, which I assume that's where they were. Uh, that's kind of where I thought it was, too, unless they were in the Siberiad. I think that might have been where they were. I could not tell because I think he was trying to figure it out. But anyway, I really enjoyed that. We were talking about how in the opening credits, a lot of stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff going on in the background. We had a lot of Gallifreyan writing. We had just writing in general. It was very, very cool. Looked very, very well done. Uh, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, what did you think of, of Matt Smith in the dual the dual roles here? You know, it's funny that you you brought up that kind of like first reaction you had when when this episode was brand new, because I kind of had that reaction, too. I was like, I I don't know, something something didn't quite gel with me the very first time that I saw this. Yeah, Um, because I I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's um, was it the name? I don't know. Maybe because Mr. Clever feels like something that uh, the moth would be like, we should call him that. (laughs) <laughs> right? doesn't it feel like a mom yes. kind of it does yeah mr clever impossible girl yes yeah um but honestly re-watching this after not having seen it for a few years um i'm really i'm i'm much more struck by um matt smith's ability to you know not only play his normal kind of you know bouncing all over the place tigger doctor yes um, but then literally, you know, just, just flip on a dime and be Mr. Clever. Um, and, and, you know, you, you can tell they're different. You, it's not just, you know, oh, it's Matt Smith as the doctor affecting a voice. It's like, oh no, 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 this is, this is definitely the other, right. The, yes. the, the cyber version of the doctor. Yes interacting with him um but just just his his physicality you know in the room just turning so quickly just turning so quickly you know and i'm like man i mean there must have been days where he'd given himself whiplash oh i bet um but it all serves to just kind of have this um unique experience in an episode um it, it 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 really i think it landed a lot better having it having it been a number of years since it's seen it the first time. Yeah. And I really enjoyed when Clara's talking to Mr. Clever, but Mr. Clever is trying to act like the doctor and it clearly does not work. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, But I do also love that. This is the first instance of Clara finding out that the doctor thinks she's the impossible girl, Mm -hmm. which is a night, you know, also a nice little touch to move that story along. Um, I also really loved the gold. I went, oh, the gold. That's great. Oh, yes. Yep. Always forget about the gold. And then they and adapt. I, I love that. Yeah. And then they adapt. Well, actually, I feel like he didn't give him time to adapt. Or was that the Mr. Clever ripping it off of his face? Um, I figured that was the doctor uh, going, okay, play now. Maybe. I don't know. I, I feel know. I feel like something had happened where it was like very clear. It's like, oh, yep. That's not a problem anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I could <laughs> be wrong. Could be yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Really enjoyed this episode. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of anything. Uh, oh, I mean, Warwick Davis. We have to talk about Warwick Davis. Um, I love the misdirect with him. Yes. That you just. Think yeah, that was. He's some dude playing chess, posing as a Cyberman, but he's actually, um, you know, in charge of the universe. 
yeah, he is. He's he's an emperor. Yes. And uh, and I honestly, I, I I love it. He does a great job. He's such a great actor. Um, and and then we get him asking Clara oh, to marry Mary. him. Will you marry me? Um, um, yeah, that, that's a very, a very funny scene as well. Um, yeah, just a, just a great one-off character. Um, I I do love that the girl that is saying you're stupid this is stupid mm-hmm. is the one that actually knew the entire time yeah uh, i thought that was a nice little she puts it together she puts it together in the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. um yeah but love love that i mean it, also that's a just a nice way to wrap up the story by oh we're just gonna teleport because unfortunately now i have to go back home yeah yeah although that whole that whole kind of transmat teleport thing all seemed so quick it was like such a like very oh weird. we're at the end of the story now Oop, there we go yeah we're teleporting can you get my my tardis sure oh yeah earth or planet explodes um there's there's one thing that the doctor says like right toward the end of the episode it might even be the last thing said in the episode um and, and and that he calls Clara a mystery wrapped in an enigma, squeezed into a skirt that's just a little too tight. And I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I mean, it's 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 a funny line. L- listen, you got You got to keep you got to keep the fans wondering, will they, <laughs> won't they? Is because that's, uh, modern, that's modern who apparently I, I, I guess. Yeah, I just I it, it kind of felt like, boy, a lot's changed in the past seven or eight years where i kind of look at that line and go mm, does that still land the way that it right. should <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um no. I, don't get me no. don't get me wrong jenna coleman oh swoon city all the way is absolutely yes and 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 she looks fantastic in that costume and she does she does great uh as clara but it's just that thing where it's like ah yeah i'm not so sure <laughs> <laughs> don't know about that line mr gammon yeah yeah it just i don't know maybe it's maybe it's just a sign of uh how far, how far we've come in less than 10 years yeah all right taylor we got anything else we want any last words about this episode uh no i don't think so i think it's time to push some buttons all right i can i can arrange the button i've got all the machinery i need stand back it's time Okay, what did we have here? We had a bunch of exploding Cybermen heads. Yep. Um, we had exploding, just fully disintegrating bodies as well. Of yep. Um, I feel like, oh, well, I mean, we had the biggest explosion of them all, the entire planet exploding. We did. Oh. Didn't quite have as much fisticuffs as, say, our no. patron saint would no. like. Um, I think just based on all of that information, I'm going to give this a five. Yeah, I was kind of in the four and a half to five range. We're, we're, I think there was so, only, only been one. If we were really, truly keeping track of, of the Duggan scale, I think there's been only one time that we've been way off on our. Uh, you know, I, I think won. so as well. Yeah, I've had one and you have had another, but I think we're pretty on par. Yeah, four and a half, five sounds yeah. about right. No fisticuffs usually means lower on the scale. Than yeah, the and obviously obviously, our, our Duggan scale is not a reflection on our feelings of the entire episode because oh, no. this no, is a no. great episode. Yes. It's just in terms of Duggany goodness. Duggany, yes, Duggany goodness. You know, uh, that well, was a little slaps. Loud. There were some slaps. You are right. And you know you what? Right. I will I will say uh Jenna Coleman on the second slap, uh she pulled that slap. She should have just slapped the hell out of him. <laughs> it looked great. I was like, he I mean, he tried to save it, but I was like, oh, yeah. she barely hit him. Yeah. Slap him. What are we doing? Acting. Come on. Go go for the authenticity. <laughs> yes. All right. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the all right taylor look this is this is definitely a bit scarier and and more violent in places uh than some of our classic who entries uh we've got kids in peril yes right um and obviously we've we've got some slightly goopy uh cyberhead explosions 
Um, so I am, I'm a little more inclined with this one to say this probably isn't ideal for younger viewers. Um, you know, mainly because of that whole kids in peril thing. Um, I think it's very easy for a child to see themselves represented in that way and be like, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you eight, nine, 10, you know, definitely by the time you get to nine or 10, they're probably like, okay, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, you know, you've got modern who you've got higher production values. You've got better special effects. It's, it's seeing things are going to seem more realistic, especially to younger eyes. So absolutely, take that into account folks. All right. Well, Taylor, uh, next time it is your choice. So it uh, is, what are we watching? We are going to watch the doctor's daughter. Oh, Okay. On the actual, we're going to record, I should say, on the actual anniversary of its airing. Oh, great. Yes. Glad. Yes. So it's starring David Tennant as the Doctor, Freema Adjaman as Martha, Georgia Moffat as Jenny. It was written by Stephen Greenhorn and directed by Alice Troughton. No relation to Patrick. I was going to say, we have so many. We have Tennant. We have uh, George Moffat, whose last yep. name is Moffat, but is also yep. uh, the the daughter of. Oh my goodness, there's so many. Peter Davison. Of, yes, and then we have Troughton. Yes, but no relation. No I checked. Relation. It's crazy. Yes, there's a lot going on there. All yeah. right. Well, until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Look for Taylor and I inside of a TARDIS and rate and review us as well. You can also head on over to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG and just NOTLG in general. Uh, we reloaded the shop, our merchandise over at Spreadshirt. <laughs> Go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG shop.spreadshirt.com slash n-o-t-l-g uh, too many s sounds yes there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on over there if you would like to support us by buying some merch or there's just patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g as well uh but you know as i stated at the top of the show uh support your local shops and restaurants and even online you know if you have a favorite etsy shop support that get any way you can if you can buy stuff from them do that if you can retweet their stuff i mean literally that is free freest thing you can do so help them out because we're not done yet nope getting there hopefully get there yeah that is that is for sure all right that is it for us this time join us again next time when we review the doctor's daughter and we'll talk to you guys then see ya see ya is john and joining me every time we go down to a planet that houses a theater oh no well we're doing it over again oh boy <laughs>